Welcome to Charmed Life, a multimedia podcast discussing spirituality, magic, and the unconditional love of the universe. Thanks for tuning in. And I am your host, Trisha Carr. Welcome to this episode. If you are listening to the episode as a podcast, and if you are a regular listener, or if you've listened to it before at all, then you may have noticed that the intro was a little bit different. And so, yeah, there's a lot of fun, different things going on. And so it warranted some kind of new, (laughs) something new there on the front end. And likewise, if you're watching, then you may have also noticed that I am in a different space. This is my very own studio. I had been with United Broadcasting Network for three years and loved it. I'm still a part of the UBN family in some ways. Uh, Just I'm doing my podcast here in my own studio. This is my Mystic Arts Academy too. You know, I hold small classes here and one-on-one sessions that I do in person. I do a lot of the work that I do actually remotely, and but I also do some things in person. So the classes that I teach, I do have some of them where people can actually come. Uh, it's a limited seating, obviously, but I have a larger room in this uh, overall complex too. So I can always expand if uh, if we ever choose to do that. But having said that, I, I to inaugurate my new space, I have a really exciting guest. Um, her name is Elizabeth April. We actually visited in studio for quite a while, so this is actually going to be a series on Charmed Life. So I'll do some of this today, and then because we just went through so much stuff and it's so meaty and so deep that we decided to split it up. I encourage you to go check out Elizabeth's work, her YouTube channel, her Facebook, her website. She's a really powerful, insightful, inspired being, and we had a really great time. So again, like this, the content that we went through was pretty meaty. (laughs) Kurt, my producer, was like, wow, my head's spinning. So (laughs) I hope you guys have a similar experience in a very, very positive way. So let me tell you a little bit about Elizabeth. She is an international psychic. She is um, a cosmic channel, public speaker, spiritual influencer, and an artist. And she's just really so beautiful, such a lovely spirit. In the time that we spent together, we talked about some of the experiences she had both growing up, which is what we will be showing today, and also going through this journey as she opened up to her purpose. In the episode content today, we are going to hear Elizabeth's story about how she grew up, but how also a past life regression prompted an awakening experience. I don't want to spoil it because she tells it better than I do, so I'm going to go ahead and roll the interview, part of the interview, and I'll see you on the other side. Hey everyone, I'm here with Elizabeth April. Elizabeth, what do you call, like what are your professional titles or what are the kind of things that you I, identify with? You're very clairvoyant. I know some of the work that you do and yeah, you're a speaker. you know, it's kind of difficult to uh, pin down exactly mm-hmm. what I do or define myself or, mm-hmm. you know, indoctrinate myself <laughs> to a label, you know, yeah. um, but paradigm shifter. That's mm-hmm. what I resonate with, paradigm mm-hmm. shifter. You know, yeah. I'm here to shift things up. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, I guess, how did you... I, I know a little bit about your journey. How did this, did you have a big awakening? You know, obviously awakening is both, for a lot of people it's an event, but it definitely is a journey. Mm-hmm. Did you have an event? What was, what did this yeah, happen like for you? I had two major events mm-hmm. in my life, I guess maybe three. 
Um, so I was born with clairvoyant abilities. Mm. I'm, I'm definitely not, you know, a third generational psychic or anything mm. like that. But yeah, I was born with the gift of seeing ghosts and spirits and chakras and auras. And, uh, you know, and I, I was speaking to a lot of interdimensional beings at a young age, even though I was raised Catholic. Mm. So, you know, I went to my dad at the age of like five or six and said, you know, Dad, I've been talking to God, right? Mm-hmm. So here I am going to church with my family, and, and I sit him down, and I say, I've been talking to God. And he's like, oh, really? He's like, well, tell me, what has God been saying? And I said, well, you know, the church has it wrong. The Bible has it wrong. And, <laughs> and my dad's like, okay, you know, what's wrong about it? And, uh, and I said, well, you know, the Bible tells us that God is a man, mm. but I've been talking to God, and God's a female. God's a woman, right? I love it. I have so, to tell, yeah. not to interrupt, but the synchronicity yeah. with that is, so I'm in hypnotherapy okay. college, and um, I was in a, a workshop for doing NLP, neurolinguistic programming, mm-hmm. and the teacher actually just said that. He was like, he was doing an example, and he's like, you know, God, and he goes, he, I mean, you know that we actually know that God's a she. I mean, just just so you guys know, God, <laughs> God's actually a she, God's a woman, and we kind of know that, at, you know, and in, from antiquity, God's a, anyway, let's just keep going. <laughs> That's so Amazing. interesting. Yeah. Twice in one week, someone's saying that. Yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> so cool. So yeah, so, you know, that's kind of who I was as a kid, and I would go over to my friend's house, and um, and I would see their grandfather, who, unbeknownst to me, passed away five years prior, mm-hmm. and I'd be like, oh, your grandfather's here, that's nice, and they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, oh, he's just, he's right over there, yeah. you don't see him? And so I kind of grew up... Um, kind of having a difficult time fitting into school, you know, uh, being called a liar a lot of the times for seeing things that no one else could see. And even today, I mean, I get that all the time every week, you know, someone saying, oh, she's she's just making all of this up, right? Um, Comments on the trolls and everything. Yeah, the trolls. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And they don't bother me. They don't get to me because this is so such an experience. It's mm-hmm. so real. I mean, what I experience is more real than the table in front of me, right. you know, so mm-hmm. that's kind of how I perceive the world. But at the age of 10, you know, I just wanted to shut everything down. I just wanted to fit in. I just wanted Mm -hmm. to have friends. And so I decided to kind of shut down all of my spiritual gifts. And I, I remember consciously asking myself at that time, what could I do to be accepted? Mm-hmm. And in looking around and observing everyone else at school, it was it was sports, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, if I got into sports, then I would be accepted. So let's go ahead and do that. So I deep dove into, you know, volleyball, soccer, rugby, um, football, you know, uh, karate, kickboxing, ballet, hip hop, you name it. Oh, I fun. went into it. It was amazing. <laughs> yeah. It was amazing. It sounds really cool. And, uh, and then all of a sudden, I started to have a lot of friends and I started to be the captain of all of these teams and I had everything that apparently a kid would want to have you know Mm -hmm. and even though my parents were divorced they were both happy much happier actually Mm -hmm. and uh, but around the age of 14 15 especially 16 I went through a really big bout of depression anxiety Mm -hmm. you know I was looking around at my reality saying I have everything that a 16 year old would ever want why am I still so sad? Why am I still so anxious? Why am I still so upset? Why do I feel like something's missing? Mm. You know, and no one seems to know that something is missing. So it must be me, you know, there's something wrong with me. So that's when I started to really seek for answers. I went to my teachers in high school. I, you know, questioned my parents. I went to psychologists. I asked my doctor. And I didn't even know really what I was asking other than, like, why are we here? 
yeah and so there's this question of like you know why why am i here like why are we all here like what's the point you know like what is the grand scheme mm-hmm. right because catholicism religion tells us that we're here we make money we have a partner and then we die and that's it you mm-hmm. know and, and it's heaven or hell and that wasn't enough for me um and i got to the point where i even went to a priest and i asked him okay, tell me the answers of life. I'm ready. I'm ready to hear it. And I still walked away disappointed. So that spiraled me into an even deeper depression to say, wow, all of these people who I should be looking up to, all of my elders in my community, they don't have the answers? Then I must be really crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, And then my dad actually was the one who suggested a past life regression. Wow. At 16? At 16. I I, I actually wanted to ask you, so when you went to your dad and said, you know, Hey, God's not a dude. <laughs> God's a she. Did how, like how did your parents deal with your um, openness, your gifts, and your abilities? Because some people, some parents, shut them down because they're terrified. They don't know. Right. But I, I don't. I was just curious about that. And actually, I mean, Catholicism can be fear based, but it can also be very open to that too, mm-hmm. because it's kind of a sensual religion. It just depends on how someone filters things. So, how did your parents yeah. deal with that? So my mom overall, she's a younger soul in the way that she's full of so much unconditional love. And she loves me no matter what. But me seeing ghosts and spirits walking around our house at a young age really freaked her out. Mm. And she even told me, um, oh, you've been just watching too many scary movies. Mm -hmm. And that kind of tripped up my reality as well to say, am I just making this up? Mm -hmm. You know, whereas my dad, even though he was definitely the more religious one, he was very open and he mm. was doing things like energy work and Reiki on us as kids, so cool. you know, and <laughs> your he, dad's so cool. <laughs> I know. I know. He, he, he would love that too. If he said that too. Oh my God. Um, but yeah. And so he, he's an engineer. So very logical, very analytical, mm. but at the same time, very open in mm-hmm. the, in the oddest way. He's definitely an older soul. And he actually helped to put himself through university engineering school by doing past life regressions on the side. Wow. So even back then, he was charging, you know, $100 for a past life regression. That's a lot yeah. for that time period, <laughs> that probably. I mean, I'm that assuming we're talking about 70s or 80s, right? Yeah, something Still. around there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so so he was really open at such a, such a young age. And then I think he closed himself off with having kids and a wife and those kind of things. But at 16, you know, when I was really kind of distraught and didn't have any answers or really any directions to look into, um, he suggested that. And he was the one who gave me my first ever past life regression. Wow. Uh, which is really incredible. So that was my first breakthrough. That was my yeah. first real awakening back into what felt most comfortable for me. What Do you rem- recall or want to share that mm-hmm. first reading, what you yeah. discovered? Yeah. So uh, it was about two hours. And it's all recorded, which is beautiful. I have, of course, like traditional cassette recording, you know, <laughs> yeah. doing it old school. And uh, and so in that two hours, we went into about five or six past lifetimes. Mm. And um, most of the past lives were of me in all different genders, in all different um, cultures, in all different bodies, all, all over the world. Um, and I was always in a position of teaching, of giving, of healing, of transcending and transmuting information and, and giving it to um, people. Mm-hmm. And the the last lifetime that I went into during that experience, I was a man, and I believe I was in ancient Aztec or ancient Mayan civilization, mm-hmm. and I was a shaman at mm-hmm. the time. And um, the scene that I kind of ended off with was uh, we were at the top of this pyramid, I was one of the flat-topped pyramids, 
And above us, there was a huge uh, rectangle that was cut out of the stone mm -hmm. so that at nighttime, you can see right up to the stars. Wow. And, Amazing. Um, and there was all these like kind of like little flames, the candles, I guess, that were lit all around. And I walk into this room and there's about, I think, eight other shamans or eight other uh, monks or whatever they were, but very spiritual men. And they were all sitting in this circle and they were all sitting there, eyes closed, and they were meditating. And there was one spot in the circle left for me. And so I walk into the room, very dark, stars are so bright, and I sit down in the circle. And the second I close my eyes, my consciousness connects with the consciousness of the eight other men. Mm. And we all connect our consciousness in the circle, and we basically get shot right into the center of the universe. And basically it was, um, you know, you could uh, compare it to ayahuasca or dimethyltryptamine being mm -hmm. released in the pineal gland. Mm -hmm. It was like that. But because I was witnessing and seeing that at 16, all of those experiences I could not comprehend. And I just started bawling. I just started crying and crying and crying. And my dad thought something very traumatic happened to me. And it was really the opposite. It was the first time I understood, not only as that man in that past lifetime, that shaman, but it was the first time that I understood in my life, in this lifetime at 16, that there's a huge wide universe just, just waiting for us to explore. And it's so much bigger than this room. It's so mm -hmm. much bigger than you and I. It's so much bigger than this entire planet mm -hmm. um, and so it really opened me up to a world within a world and I had such an awakening I had such a breakthrough in understanding who I was why I'm back on this planet once again I also broke open my reality to simultaneous time mm -hmm. wow time doesn't exist right. we can go into past lifetimes in the present moment that's, and we can go into future and, and parallel future and parallel absolutely yeah. and that's mind-blowing and yeah. then of course reincarnation wow it does exist yeah. I've been here a lot <laughs> you know and we can actually receive that information from those parallel past or future mm -hmm. lifetimes and really kind of bring it into this present moment. So that was my first major awakening. And at that point in time, I was so at a place of just happiness on this blissful cloud that I wanted to share that experience with others. So I started doing past life regressions at that age. Amazing. Um, and with any, your friends and stuff? With friends, yeah. family members, anyone and everyone who could just listen or just be open to that. Yeah. I would say, hey, do you want to see something cool? <laughs> and I would just put them into a trance, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I would use my dad's old past life regression techniques sure. um, to kind of put them into that place. Would it, would he use like the uh, pathway prayer process or something like that? Um, I'm not totally sure what okay. it was called, <laughs> but you like go down the stairs and like you go into oh, okay. a very deep state. And those are just classic. Um, okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, induction, hypnotic yeah. inductions. Yeah, yeah we, exactly. We do a lot of those. Okay. Well, there's just one called the pathway prayer process where okay. you that is fairly common for past life review mm. or you know, parallel, whatever you want to do. And it's, but so just for everyone who's listening, you can actually just look this up. It's a great way to start. I started that by using that and then I didn't really need to use it again, but some people like use it. And then I know certain Akashic record systems, they use something called the access prayer. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, you kind of like say this prayer with the pathway one, then you have the, the sitter kind of recite a certain portion of it and then you recite, recite. So it's, uh -huh. you know, it's very in inducing, you know, yeah. and it's a kind of incantation and yeah. it's all just... Anyway, so that's really cool. Yeah. yeah. So your dad just taught you some of those 
some of those induction techniques. Yeah. And then did you start like your own, I imagine you started your own meditation practice, or even if you didn't have that word for it, because you're like, I need to be there. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So, you know, I kind of, I guess, started my career with the past life regressions. And I thought that was really cool. And then when I got um, away from home into university, I started to really open up just because I had a lot more free time, um, you know, away from home and kind of in my own studies. Um, I had a lot more free time and I started doing um, remote viewing, mm -hmm. astral traveling, a lot of deep states of meditation. Um, I started to heal my body as well. Mm -hmm. I was diagnosed. I had went through a really bad breakup when I was 18. I was diagnosed with lupus. Mm. They told me that I had a good, you know, good percentage that it was a possibility that I'd be in a wheelchair by 25 oh um, and so yeah and so then I ended up um, uh, understanding that I allowed this DNA this G gene to be unlocked within me because I lowered my vibration mm -hmm. to such a level um, and so you know in understanding that I let this in I knew that I could raise my vibration and get this out of my system and it took me about six months to heal uh, from lupus mm -hmm. and uh, after that all my blood tests came back negative Amazing. Uh, which was incredible and that was a big step in my you know evolution as well but I think the second biggest awakening or breakthrough that I had uh, came down to when I was 18 um, I went away to a 10-day meditation retreat this is like number one thing I wanted to do mm -hmm. uh, because I had done it in past lifetimes and I was starting to remember and experience all of my past lives again and I happened to be a yogi in Burma and I could do things like levitate oh my um, gosh levitation is something that I I have astral dreams I have astral projections mm -hmm. that the so my whole life about levitation do you think we're going to be doing that again physically like yes. in this in this timeline um, absolutely in the near future because yeah. I've been asking like why do I have these why do I have the and so much so that one time ages ago when my husband and I were still dating and I said to him once I was like kind of in hyp hypnosis you know when you just kind of like daydreaming and I was like yeah yeah I've levitated and he's like what and I was like <laughs> oh wait no I think those are dreams <laughs> but it's so real to me because they're yeah. astral yeah. traveling so yeah so anyway I'm sorry to interrupt there because you said like in synchronicity there Absolutely. levitation I don't know and I I guess for me I'm also kind of like why what's the point of it yeah so, so the, the point yeah. of, I mean, really, when we think about levitation, we can mm -hmm. think about telekinesis, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. So moving things with our mind mm -hmm. uh, and our vibration, but also turning things like water into wine, right? Mm -hmm. Changing the molecular compounds of the atomic world around us, right? That also means that I can take my hand and stick it through that solid wall. Sure. And dimensional yeah. travel, like where you dematerialize and materialize and that you yes. act can actually handle it because that's something we are actually trying to remember that's why we have the internet well the internet is about remembering that we're telepathic and telempathic and everything and but that we're non-local yes and uh, but we also love physical bodies still and that's a part of the experience so i have a best friend who lives in texas and it's and we're in, i'm in california i like i can't i can't travel to see her all the time I can't get on an airplane and that's right. so difficult for my body but i I feel like that urge, that desire to be with people that I love that live in different parts of this planet and different locations that we need to be, I mean, that's what we're reminding ourselves mm -hmm. of is our non-locational kind of truth, yes, right? Absolutely. So that's part of what maybe the levitation experience is about too. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's really getting to this point where we understand that the material world isn't material at all, mm -hmm. right? The physical world isn't actually structured. It's not solid. You it's know? not static at least. It's, you know what I mean? It's not. Like, yeah. You know, everything is a wave. Mm -hmm. And when I started to wake up around 18, I started seeing entire 80 floor skyscrapers in waveform. Mm. I'm like, why is that building moving? Is anyone mm -hmm. else seeing this? You know? <laughs> and I started to understand 
understand that everything was just a vibrational frequency. And that really opened me up to huge downloads about quantum physics and, and those kind of things. Well, like I said, pretty intense stuff, right? <laughs> I love how Elizabeth kind of went through some of these things that were pretty big challenges and really was able to turn them and go through them and get on the other side of them so that they could become these really amazing lessons that catalyzed real change and alignment with her purpose. And, you know, I really have that same perspective too, or I should say I've had a lot of that experience. For me, growing up, what I, I did have the psychic kid stuff going on, although I didn't quite really review it as such until I was much older. After I had kind of done my awakening, I, I contextualized it all inside evangelical Christianity or just being a quirky little kid. My parents actually did um, kind of not really, they didn't really, um, I would say, give me the pressure. Uh, they didn't really pressure me to not have my experiences, although I, they didn't really see them as such. They just thought it was a kid's imagination and they played with me in it. So it was actually a way of encouraging it, even though it wasn't directly as in, you know, encouraging it like, yes, these are true spiritual experiences. This is your extrasensory perception. It never entered into their mind. They were just like, yeah, she has, a, she has imaginary friends. Sure, she talks with animals. And the thing is, I believe that both of my parents are animal communicators, interestingly enough. And my sister, at least one of my sisters is as well. And um, so, you know, that kind of stuff was sort of reinforced. And then, like Elizabeth shared in her story, that the natural progression of sort of moving into what kids do, you know, getting, you know, wanting to have friends, wanting to be a part of this experience. And that's how it all sort of started to just go away for me because my priorities shifted to social environment, you know, the kids and, and the friends that you needed to have in order to somehow have some success in this life. <laughs> that's what it seems like to a seven-year-old, at least, I think, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11 year old But what I also want to share about in relationship in relation to Elizabeth's story of her past life regression. I mean, how cool is it that her dad led her in that? And I also wanted to just point out that if you are raising kids and you are, you know, spiritually open and awakened, that really just allowing them, holding space for them and, you know, not discouraging them, I think then you come out with some really amazing kids. Now, they still may go through their own thing that where they actually shut it down themselves, but because you encouraged it, it will always be there for them. And when they're ready to rediscover it or um, enhance it again, then they just will. That's that's what I think. And, and actually, a lot of my friends who are parents, that's how they are working with their children, just kind of letting them have their experience as, you know, because obviously we can't really force it on to, we can't force anything onto kids, right? That'll just make them rebel because they need to become autonomous. And anyway, they're having these really amazing kids who are doing the work that they came here to do because this planet, the vibration of it has raised, is shifting. And I believe that's why you guys are here too, because you're feeling your calling. And that may look like any any number of things. Maybe it is that you are moving into being a cosmic channel like Elizabeth or a medium or maybe or a teacher of some kind. Or maybe it is in the way that you run your vibration and run your frequency and hold space and love and help and heal in whatever it is that you do. So far as past life regression, I said I wanted to share about that. I have done past life and parallel life regressions or recall, a review, well, I, I tend to say. I call them parallel life uh, reviewal because really even a past life is, par is a parallel life because time is actually an illusion 
the timeline isn't truly linear if we're talking about being in the space of being able to look at different lives, well, then we've already popped out of the linearity of it. Because even if we're looking at a timeline behind us, well, then if we looked at it in the linear sense, it doesn't exist. So we shouldn't be able to even review it, right? We're already popping up and out of the line of time that we experience here on earth. And so I tend to just call, I I do say past life sometimes, but often I just kind of say parallel life reviewal or just life reviewal. And I have done many of those. I do those myself. I have had one facilitated professionally. I have only had one. I mean, maybe in some other readings where I, I have a reading with someone, maybe they're, maybe we've done that a little bit. But as a full session, I have had a QHHT session. That's quantum healing hypnosis technique, which is the hypnotic technique um, created and developed by Dolores Cannon, who is now passed. Dolores Cannon is an author, and she was a, a hypnotist and really quite a pioneer in a lot of our understanding of our galactic place. Because as she was regressing people just in that linear sense going past lives, then people started to regress and experience parallel lives and start to connect with cosmic beings and star beings. And that just kind of blew her whole world open as well as her whole practice. And so I've had a QHHT session, Quantum Healing Hypnosis Technique, with a gentleman named Yarun Dewitt, who has been on my show, who's been on Charmed Life two times, two or three, two at least, I would say. So if you're interested in that technique, I um, I suggest that you, you could start by watching those episodes if you haven't seen them yet. And the links are going to be in this description if you're listening or watching on YouTube. And you can go and find Yarun, and he, he talks all about it. It's really amazing. And I had a wonderful experience in that uh, session where we did do a past life regression, and I regressed to a past life that was in Lemuria, which is one of the golden eras of this planet where everything was quite magical. I was a kind of short and stubby dude. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't as sexy as I'd hoped, you know. I kind of wished that I had been something really lithe and lovely. And I don't know, it could have been a man or a woman, but I was just hoping for something a little bit uh, shinier <laughs> than a Flintstone-looking guy. <laughs> I seriously, the first thing I did, Yarun was um, facilitating and guided me. I remember this very clearly, even though you kind of forget things in sessions. Certainly in hypnosis, there's a lot of um, you know, in intuitive and intuitive reading and channeling and all of that is actually in the state of hypnosis. So in hypnosis, they're just like in the dream time, there's a lot of amnesia. But I remembered this really clearly. I mapped it to that conscious mind. I landed on the ground where we were going and I looked down and I had these short, stubby legs and feet that were kind of covered in hair. And I was like, oh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, though. It was really wonderful. And I was actually quite a different personality than I am now, which I find really interesting and exciting. Some of the kind of things that we can discover by because they're just facets of what we do now. In that Lemurian life, I was sort of a patriarch. I actually I was I would say it was patriarchal in the sense that I was sort of a male who was kind of um, one of the leaders or a, the leader. It really felt like I was a leader, but I was actually childless. So technically the word patriarch means father and it, I, I wasn't actually a father I was a childless kind of, I was more of an elemental type but it was definitely physicalized as well and um, it was very much about earth medicine and earth healing and also crystal healing it was very much like 
what you would it, it felt very much like leprechaun energy to me so it was very magical but I was also very tacit so I wasn't as you know like talkative and I, I was very much one who was a bit more on the intellectual side albeit very spiritual not just totally like over intellectualizing but I was one to stand back and watch and my counsel was quiet and grave but you know also very in, in intentional with the small community that I was a part of. So I gained a lot of insight about how I kind of use that now, but it may not be the face that I bring forward to most of the people who know me or see me, especially not if you see me on, on this podcast. So anyway, um, that I we did that in my QHHT session. And then the, in I think this is the typical format of QHHT. We went further and we regressed beyond that life I mean like in you know before that life and then we did a life between life reviewal meaning that I actually sat there and experienced and watched how I created my own soul or my own multidimensional consciousness to come and create this life it was actually this life that we went to and it was um Really, I mean, the, the life between this life, <laughs> the time between before this life. And it was really amazing, really mind-blowing. I, I believe I've shared a little bit of it on this program before. But essentially, I'll tell you the way that it broke down for me. I was sitting, I was, it was sort of like this um, area that seemed like nothingness. It was just all energy. But what kind of grounded it was an image of a table, basically, that seemed to be made of of like selenite or something you know what I mean it was a very shiny slick beautiful brilliant but very alive the crystal the the uh, the only thing that seemed animate or you know formed to actually give me something with my mind to grasp what or my subconscious mind was this very alive crystal and it was anchoring and conducting the space and the work that was being done and so if you think about it almost like a boardroom, even though there was just nothingness, it was just white or clear or the absence of everything, but it was light. And I was sitting at or standing, being <laughs> at the head of what would be kind of like if you were in a boardroom and there's a person sitting at the, the head of the table and then there are all of the people around it. Well, it's like that, only it was more if it were location just it was spherical and there were beings coming in and out consciousnesses and they included well my mother actually my mother's essence was there her soul her energy but then all kinds of other and it all seemed to be kind of happening within the energy of um, Archangel Ariel and so that was an overarching all-encompassing energy and then there were interdimensionals like cosmic beings, star beings, Pleiadians, and and so forth. Um, and then there were other archangels and just other, I can't remember all of it at this time, but other beings that maybe I have known in this life that seemed familiar, but also just ones that were familiar, but I, I don't know why it as it concerns this life that I live right now incarnate. And what would happen is we were all standing around and it was like a vortex of energy, you know, like a, a whirling energy, like a whirlpool, but it was made entirely just of energy or light. And I would sort of present to myself, but to, in, in, in the witness of all of these different beings who would come in and out, a divine intention. And then I would receive the counsel of the many different consciousness, the many different beings who were there. And as I 
say, received the counsel of Archangel Gabriel, then as Gabriel informed on that, the energy, the intention of the energy that I was putting forward became a, a different energy. And Gabriel infused his counsel or his intention, like literally a part of his energy, into that. And then that went into this vortex, which was the multidimensional consciousness or soul that was going to be dispatching my life and eventually make my physical form. And as we did this, so I'm seeing this whirling pool of energy. And every time that I received counsel, and but I was still the one who made the decision, and, you know, this free will complex, this being was to be the one who received the counsel or the energy, the literal energy, and put it into this whirling vortex of energy. And so what I what this meant was that this was literally becoming me. So the energy, let's say Archangel Gabriel that I received or the Pleiadian was it, it is a literal part of me and it is what creates me. And as we continued in this between life experience, the vortex of energy, it's not that it ever ends, it's, it's never static. It continues to be created in every single eternal now moment, including this one. And but when we kind of, it was time to allow it to start to execute the consciousness that eventually that, that, that silver cord that executes a physical form, we took that and then we, or along the way, it was kind of also being compared to context. So this is in a timeless space. So the context as these divine intentions were being created, not set as in set forever, but sort of, um, you know, manifested and yeah, just like set in a way that that was very dynamic, then it was being considered what context would do the best to bring it forward and the context being a time space reality. And so we took this vortex of light and essentially chose the time and place, the family, the people. And my mother, obviously, like I said, I recognized her energy there. And her energy was to be in that space. And, you know, that's how we decided on the earth at the time that we did and the place that we did with the other beings of my soul group who also contributed. And then from that, that vortex, which is basically an expression of source energy as it goes down through the tears, was offered to the vortex, the soul vortex energy of Gaia, which is the archangelic energy that creates the earth. And then like two energies coming together with this pressure, these two opposing vortices, then that brought the elements, the physical elements and everything else to create my physical form and to begin my incarnated life. So that's one thing that I learned from a past life regression, but also even deeper than that, this was a life between life. And the other thing, the other times that I've done it, so that was one that was facilitated. But I just want to encourage you guys, you can do it yourself. As I mentioned with Elizabeth, there is something called the pathway prayer process. And it's just a PDF that you can download. So you could do that and you can facilitate yourself in that way. But I don't even use that anymore personally. I actually, when I when I want to review a life, whether it's past, parallel, or future, then I go into meditation. I set that intention in advance, and then I just allow the visions to come as they would. And actually, just this morning, in honor of releasing this special broadcast, and, and just as I was inspired to, 
because I've been having a lot of shifting going on. I I regressed, I guess you would say myself, but this one was really more of a parallel life and because it was it is um a cosmic elven being that um it's basically like a I as I understand it, something to the degree of um a Palladian derived cosmic being but works with manifestation. Stay tuned. I'll see if I can articulate this better. But it's actually a council of five that I'm a part of. And the four who are are the others on this council, I have been connecting with for about the last, I think, six months. They actually helped me to, they inspired and channeled a few classes that I've done in my Mystic Arts Academy and also informed um, a a class that I did, a workshop that I did at the 2019 Bliss Retreat, the Lightworkers Lab Bliss Retreat. And they are we're essentially, we're just interdimensional beings. I'll just leave it at that. And that's, that's what we are doing. We are working on magic and instant manifestation. And it's just something that I needed to understand for my tuning right now. I've also done regressions where they were a bit more classic, where they just go in a past timeline as compared to this, you know, 2019 timeline. And one of the times that I I wanted to go and just, I I actually take an intention. I'm like, I'm having a bit of frustration. It doesn't have to be that strong, but I really feel like it's time for me to view some kind of life, a part of my energy that would be essentially, it turns out to be a metaphor, even though it's a literal thing that is an experience for me. But it can kind of be a metaphor for what's going on now. And uh, you have a little more objectivity because you aren't having the domestic blindness and the things that you have going on right now. It's like when you watch a movie and you're like, oh, my gosh, that inspired me so much because it's someone else's story. And therefore, you can be a bit more relaxed and receive the suggestions that are related to your highest good. That's what I see the, um, the past or parallel life benefits, some of the benefits. And so one of these kind of more classic, literally passed as though it was in a different timeline, I went back in time and experienced myself as Clara Schumann. <laughs> Clara Schumann is the, is the name of a woman who lived in, gosh, when was it? Uh, the 18th century. And she was, I may, I may have the date wrong. I'm trying to think of the classical era. She was the um, wife of the cl- famous classical composer named Robert Schumann. And Clara herself was a composer. And what's interestingly, my husband is a composer. And actually the irony of that, my husband in this life, Brian Carr, is a composer. And it didn't really dawn on me until after I'd come out of the session and I was journaling and making some notes. And I was like, oh my gosh, I was the wife of a composer. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> it, didn't, it didn't seem obvious to me while I was in the actual experience. But I really got to see some of the things that Clara went through, and I had some verifiable details about it that I didn't know about Clara. Um, I I went and looked them up because I I was like oh, I'm just wondering if I could get evidential, um, you know, details by having this connection. And so I kind of asked Clara at what age she passed, and I got both her age and also Robert's age when when they each passed. And then I went on Wikipedia and found it. Now, some person, a skeptic, would say, well, you picked up that information and you had it subconsciously. I don't know. Maybe. But, you know, I have so much experience in doing mediumship readings and intuitive channeling and all of that kind of stuff that I don't even need to go to the skeptic side because 
I know that when I do readings and things come through that I could not possibly have known, like, you know, your uncle Herbert is here. Yeah, it's kind of out there or other details that I couldn't have come across with a stranger, then, you know, I, I'm going to go ahead and just take it as it is. And so I learned some lessons because it was a harder time for Clara then than it is now, considering that there was much more oppression and she had a lot of uh, professional, a lot of professional frustration because there weren't any female composers and she was also taking care of her husband because he was ill. And so just some of the challenges of being a, 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 an artist and a brilliant person that she was, I'm not saying I'm a brilliant artist. I mean, maybe I am. If you want to say that, it's okay, but I'm not saying it. <laughs> but I'm just mean like going, looking at some of the challenges that she had helped me to see themes that I was doing, I was experiencing right now. And I relaxed. Actually, what it did, the information from that one specifically, got me to come, to come really present, to relax and realize the value of what I have here and now, what I am already creating, and to just slow down and do the pacing that is being offered both by myself as the one who is creating this life and by the field who is co-creating it with me. So past life regression or parallel life regression regression is an awesome and very helpful tool, very helpful modality. You can do it yourself. I encourage you. You have a meditation practice. If you want to try that pathway prayer process or if you just want to set the intention and go into your meditation, you will find out some really cool things. You can just leave it open-ended or you can also... Set an intention about a particular topic. That's what I do often. I'm like, I'm feeling like I could use some guidance on this thing. And then just be open and you have to affirm everything that you're seeing because as it unfolds, just like dreams, you, it's it's almost identical to dreams and how it can be informative. But, you know, as you're going through it, you want to stay very deep in your state and allow it to unfold as it will. Because if you kind of pop out and get conscious and say, that doesn't make any sense, that's not very cool, like me with my Flintstone legs, then you might, you will possibly miss the really cool things in the unfolding. And also, if it seems not really cool or not very interesting or what could this possibly mean, then that can be a really good sign that you're onto something because it means that you're not creating a fantasy that you are forcing and instead you are actually reviewing information in your Akashic experience. Well... This has been a really fun episode. So I have a lot of really exciting things coming up. I have um, exciting guests coming in. And as always, you know, you guys mean so much to me. I really appreciate you sharing this and engaging with the podcast feed or the YouTube channel. And um, stay tuned for more Elizabeth April too, because we've got some really bonkers, powerful, awesome stuff coming up. So thanks for tuning in. I love you, whoever you are. guys, it's Trisha Carr. I have new exciting things going on with my Mystic Arts Academy. 
You can now subscribe to receive all of the live monthly content for about a third of the investment of a single class. Included are at least one downloadable guided meditation per month, two live events ranging from classes, channeled messages, group readings, intuitive development guidance, Q&A sessions, and tons of community. You'll also have access to a private Facebook community for fellowship and support, and this space is kept super sacred and high vibrational. Your subscription gives you access to the whole library of classes and live events, which are on a vast array of topics. All events are offered online by Zoom video call, and many are also offered live in person at my studio here in Los Angeles. Subscribing to the Mystic Arts Academy is also a way for you to support the Charmed Life podcast and engage on a deeper level. I'm offering the subscription at a super low rate of $22 a month. Joining now locks in this rate for as long as you're subscribed. Click on the description of this episode or go to my website, trishacarcharm.com, and click on Mystic Arts Academy. I look forward to connecting.